We now have in studio with us the co-founder and CEO of the Chicago Media Project, a really, really interesting venture that is changing the game of philanthropy and social impact storytelling. They have a really interesting model, and they're really, really pointing to Chicago as a documentary community, which I am super excited about. So please welcome to the program co-founder and CEO... Paula Fraley. Hi, welcome. Hi, thanks, Amy. Thanks so much for being with us. Well, so talk us through a little bit about Chicago Media Project. It's so interesting. And and as you go to the website and dig around, there's just so many interesting and really powerful things that you're doing. Where did where did it all begin? (laughs) Well, uh, Steve Cohen and I uh, co-founded CMP, as we affectionately call it, uh, in 2014 on the heels of an event that we put together called The Good Pitch, which brings seven documentary films to a community that are pitched to an audience. And in this case, uh, in Chicago, it was an audience of just over 200 people. And it's a crowdfunding event. It's a connecting event for social impact docs to connect with organizations that can use the documentaries as tools for change. And in that one day, we raised over $350,000. And Steve and I looked at each other and said, you know, We've got quite a community here, both of philanthropists and film lovers and um, folks interested in changing the world. We've got to bring them together day in, day out, and figure out ways to harness this energy. And uh, that was the birth of Chicago Media Project. I love that. Any kind of project that comes out of just, we see the need for this, let's go and do it, and it's going to help a lot of people. Always good in my book. Yeah, yeah. And so since then, what what have been the biggest... Um, shifts in how you've approached uh, the community or or the organization itself since founding in in 2014? Well, since 2014, uh, we've grown to just over 50 members. We're a membership-driven organization fully uh, supported by member donations. And um, we both grew much more quickly than we thought. And, um, And there was just such a a thirst and a hunger for uh, bringing great documentary content to Chicago and also finding the ways to fund the work. And so our our members are really funders of documentary films. And over the course of just over three years, we've funded over 20 documentary films. Um, We also, in addition to the not-for-profit, which is really our anchor, we have a separate uh, LLC equity fund where we do equity investing in documentary films and those films tend to be the ones that premiere at Sundance that screen on CNN that are download you know that you can watch on Netflix and Amazon Hulu um, and there are two different ways in which we support uh, really important documentary films so you're, you were describing them as as documentaries of social impact and I think a lot of people would argue that many, many documentaries have some degree of social impact to them. So how are you defining that for your organization, where the line of social impact really begins and ends? Well, in terms of social impact, we do pretty broadly define what that means, because it's true. Anytime you really look inside the life of another human being, or you look at an issue or a culture or community, you're raising awareness about that person and that issue, that culture. And so there is a degree of social impact in uh, raising that awareness in the audience. In our case, we're really looking for films that are that at their core are great stories that are going to engage an audience just because they are great films. Um, then in the process of learning or, or experiencing that story, 
you come to find out about an issue or something you didn't know about before, and by the end of the film, you're going, you know, what can I do about this? And the best of these films actually lead you to places where you can either you know, volunteer, you can donate, you can organize, or you can simply tell other people in your network, you know, this is an important one to see. And so you have an event coming up on July the 13th in Evanston at the Davis Theater. It's Talks actually the one on Lincoln. On the, okay. In Lincoln Square. Okay, that one. The, the newly renovated Davis Theater. Okay, that one. Yes. Uh, Dinner and Docs at the Davis is our new screening series. July 13th is the is the premiere event. Uh, it really grew out of our Doc 10 Film Festival, which we have hosted the last two years um, and have now found the home at the Davis Theater. So every first weekend in April, we do our Doc 10 Film Festival. Festival. And once again, we had such a strong response from the general public that we were looking for ways to extend that throughout the year. And so Dinner and Docs became the idea that is really a hybrid of both the core of CMP, uh, where we bring members together around dinners and they meet uh, documentary filmmakers, and the Doc 10 Film Festival, where we screen finished films that are really powerful stories. So July 13th, is we are absolutely thrilled to screen City of Ghosts by Matt Heineman, who is an Academy Award-nominated director for his previous film, Cartel Land. City of Ghosts is an amazing story about a group of citizen journalists who literally are risking their lives every day. Uh, they are um, former uh, uh, citizens of uh, Raqqa. The, the organization or the, the group is called Raqqa is being slaughtered silently. They are really the reason why any of us know much about ISIS because Raqqa became the headquarters of ISIS in 2014. And what this group of citizen journalists did is to document with their phones what was going on in the streets every day and then smuggling that out of the country and getting it to international distribution so that the news outlets could really see from the inside out what was going on. And the film is such an intimate portrait of these five or six core men who you see in the moment when they receive information from people still inside of Raqqa. They themselves had to leave um, because ISIS is tracking them. And, um, and so the film really follows them on a very, very personal and intimate kind of level that is less journalistic in nature, much more sort of personal documentary in nature. And you really feel an attachment um, to these young men, and it's admirable what they're doing. And anytime you're looking at documentary film that that you where you see just how the how high the stakes are for the people involved in it, or even for the filmmaker themselves, it's so powerful to see that on screen, especially when it's many layers of it like that. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, Matt Heineman just puts himself in unbelievable situations. He doesn't kid around. <laughs> he just <laughs> yeah. he goes there. Yeah, it's for powerful, sure. and he knows how to tell a great story. Indeed, indeed, indeed. We are talking with Paula Fraley, who is the founder, co-founder, excuse me, and CEO of Chicago Media Project. And we're talking about all the things connected to this really cool organization and also their event coming up on July 13th at the Davis Theater in Lincoln Square. We're going to take a little break and we come back. We will continue this conversation with Paula back in just a bit on 720 WGN. We have a very special guest in the studio right now with us. I'm very excited to talk about this topic because this is one I am personally very, very interested in. And of course, also, anytime we're talking about 
a lot of cool stuff happening right here in Chicago. I'm all in, and especially when it's about helping other people do cool and make cool things here in Chicago. So we have been talking with Paula Fraley, who is the co-founder and CEO of Chicago Media Project, that is really kind of shifting the way we think about documentary film here in Chicago, and I would say making it a bit of a hub for documentary. So we're glad that you're with mm-hmm. us today, Paula. So um, in addition to all the many things you're already doing with Chicago Media Project, because there's a lot, including the Doc 10 Film Festival and all the things that you do, there's other stuff going on outside of Chicago, too. So even though it's called Chicago Media Project, you have um, all kinds of things, all kinds of places. Yes. Well, we have members from all over the country. Um, uh, Again, we're united behind this idea that great stories and great media um, with stories well told can really change the world. And so that's really attracted people from all over the country. And so what we're uh, excited about is a couple of branching events that we're doing this fall. Uh, one in Los Angeles, we'll do our, we have a kind of classic big table dinner where we bring together roughly around 30 to 40 of our members and we bring in a film team and a project in progress and the film team pitches the project and there's a discussion around great food. Um, which always brings people together. And there becomes a more intimate connection between people who are looking to fund films and the filmmakers who need that funding. And from there, lots of great things happen. And ultimately, great films get made. And when they get out in the world, they bring about great change. So we're doing that in L.A. We're also hosting one in Fort Lauderdale. We have a cluster of members who are there. We're doing one in Philadelphia as well. And so we're we're excited to kind of put our little tentacles out yeah. uh, into the country. How are you picking those cities? I don't necessarily think of Fort Lauderdale right away when <laughs> right, I think of documentary right. film. Well, this is what's so interesting is that the, the folks that have come to learn about us in other cities and have asked about the possibility of us bringing what we do there, um, it starts with one of our members who tends to be in that region and what has always happened in the way our membership has grown is that one of our members says, I know somebody who would love this. And next thing you know, they're a member and they know somebody else who would love it. And it tends to uh, draw like people together. And there is just, you know, documentary great storytelling is this very interesting glue that brings people together from a wide range of backgrounds um, and certainly from many different parts of the country and I love the fact that we're going into places that aren't we're not doing you know we are doing LA we have a nice um, hub already of members who are in LA and we're very excited to bring that kind of movie making and perhaps elevate the awareness of of social impact docs in that community but I'm also very excited about these other cities that people wouldn't necessarily first think of as the place to go to learn more about great docs. Well, and I think that's just kind of uh, emblematic of this time that we're in in film. You know, the barrier of entry is much lower than it used to be. I mean, we've seen award-winning films shot on an iPhone. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we anyone can be a storyteller and anybody can be a filmmaker on some level, And which is not to undermine the quality of really high production things, but I think more and more, particularly in the documentary area, it's about the story being told, and that can happen anywhere, and I think filmmakers can connect over social media on the other side of the world, and it's, it's fascinating to watch that, the patterns of film and how they move around now. Absolutely, and I love the fact that it gives voice to just about anybody. 
And that, I think, is a really important and integral part of great documentaries and at the heart of CMP, which is to give voice to those who who don't normally have a voice in the more mainstream um, media that you see in movie theaters that get made um, in big studios. Which is a key component when we talk about you know, pay equity in Hollywood, when we talk about diversity of cast and crews and all of that, having, you know, part of that is access and who holds the, who's the gatekeeper, who holds the seats of power and all that. And when you can make that barrier of entry a little different, it's fascinating what that can do to level a playing field. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you can see others who look like you in those positions or making that kind of work, you yourself can see yourself as a storyteller. And, and you know, all of us have a really important story to tell. And it's just a matter of how well you do it and how you can get it out into the world. So yeah. we like to think of ourselves as another way of, of supporting that. Excellent, excellent. Well, I, I think it is interesting in so many, um, and I think the more that continues, the more... Um, the more filmmakers or would-be filmmakers see that, hey, wait, not only here's someone who maybe looks like me, but but it, it's almost this this sense of um, the idea of hiding imposter syndrome has kind of gone away a little bit mm-hmm. of, well, maybe everybody's just kind of winging it. You know, <laughs> I mean, to me, two things that happened in the last year that I thought were really interesting, when um, Viola Davis stood, I think at the time, 100 Awards and said she felt imposter syndrome. I thought, okay, Viola Davis feels <laughs> it. We're all in good company here. And then Oprah said it. She was talking about being on the set of Henrietta Lacks and thinking, gosh, I hope Reese Witherspoon doesn't ask me how much film I've done. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, if Oprah Winfrey is feeling like <laughs> really can... <laughs> undermined, like we've all got this, we're all just figuring it out day by day. That's right. And then, so other festivals, when we think about um, moving in those spaces, I know that's another thing that's changed. We saw, um, you know, at Sundance and some other big festivals, the role of, um, you know, Netflix and, and Hulu and Amazon coming in and making purchases that we had not heard of yeah. in the last, you know, just in the last couple of years, that's really changed. And so what is your, what is your role there in that yeah. changing land? Well, we're so fortunate, you know, timing is everything. And this truly is the golden age of documentaries. There have never been more people wanting to watch them. There have never been as many means of seeing them and of getting distribution um, of them. Uh, ever. And so, uh, yeah, things like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Apple just announced at the end of last year that they're getting into original content and purchasing um, more media directly. And so it's a very exciting time. And Sundance is really, um, in the U.S., the festival that kind of kicks off all the buying and selling. Um, Last, this Sundance 2017, I should say that we bring a group of our members to Sundance every year. There are a handful of festivals where we give members a behind-the-scenes look. So they go go as a group to the festival. We have them meet with the festival programmers. We have them meet with some filmmakers who have films premiering there. We have special dinners and really kind of um, enrich the experience of going to a film festival. So in 2017... We also had the good fortune of five of our films that have been funded through the Equity Fund and two of our films that have been given grants through our not-for-profit, all premiering at Sundance, all documentaries. And in a slate of only 16, seven of those films were related and funded in some way by CMP. So it was a great Sundance. And then... A couple of them sold for record numbers. There's a film that will be coming out on Netflix um, 
I believe it's August 4th, called Icarus, which is an incredible movie um, about the Russian doping scandal. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's definitely one to put in the queue. (laughs) That one sold to Netflix for nearly $5 million, which had never is the highest that's been paid for a feature-length documentary ever. Um, And it's worth every penny and more. (laughs) It's a fantastic story, and we really feel like it's one that's going to be seen far and wide. And, you know, we have hopes of the the fall season of sure. it, you know leading to something good um there's also another film that we funded called step which we also had as our opening night at doc 10 this past april um that film as well sold um i'm gonna blank, believe to um amazon could be wrong about that um but step sold for just a, under two million And a third film called Trophy, which is a very, very interesting film that looks at the issues of big game hunting and extinction from uh, angles you wouldn't normally expect. And it's a film that will be in theaters, actually, in September, uh, and then will be broadcast on CNN in January of next year. And it's a film that, no matter where you stand on the issues of hunting, big game hunting, you will come out the other side of the film really thinking that something will have to shift if we don't want these animals to go extinct. It's a very, very interesting film. And the kind of storytelling that we really look for in films, which are not ones that are just going to preach to the converted mm-hmm. um, and make us all feel better that, yes, we this is how we feel, but rather ones that will get you to think about the way in which you feel or the things that you believe in or or the things you felt were true. You come out the other side of that thinking, you know, maybe I need to shift a little bit. And then that causes you, I think, to shift your perspective on a lot of things and the way you look at them in your life. And it's that kind of impact that we look for in the films that we get behind. So interesting. I I totally agree. Those are the ones that, you know, uh, too often we see some piece of work, not necessarily film, but maybe it's even an op-ed or a book or an article, something that's just like, this is a problem the end (laughs) I think we can all agree this is an issue okay well good talk good talk I feel better (laughs) not right Right. but it's always interesting when you when you feel especially when you feel very uh very strong convictions about something and you're able to go oh well I can see why this might happen I can see why I can see this other person's point of view or this person just became more human to me or or I see why they do this or whatever. Yeah. It's suddenly, it kind of blows the doors off of storytelling in a really interesting way. That's true. That I love that phrase. This person, uh, what was it? This person just is became more human to me or, yeah, that awareness of that people aren't two-dimensional, that they are much more complex than that and issues are much more complex than that. And I think we all uh, agree that we need to look at many, many sides of issues. um, More than ever. More than ever. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Well, I wish we could sit here and talk about films all day, but unfortunately we have run out of time. But Paula Fraley, co-founder and CEO of Chicago Media Project, thank you for being with us. Everybody, head to this event on July 13th at the Davis Theater, 4614 North Lincoln Avenue in Lincoln Square to see City of Ghosts, really, really important film. And um, where can people go for more information about your organization and upcoming events? Uh, Chicago Media Project, all one word, dot org. And I should add that there's a panel discussion uh, both with Matt Heinemann, the director, and a couple of uh, journalists from a variety of 
of organizations here afterwards. Very cool. You don't want to miss that. So definitely get your tickets to that because I have a feeling they will not be around for long, all of those tickets. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Amy.